community radio for Brentwood and Billericay. This is Phoenix FM. It's me, James Rose. This is the Happiness Algorithm here on Phoenix 98 FM. Uh, That was uh, obviously the Lost Hollows you heard that you're becoming accustomed to, but it was also the amazing Joe from last week's show. Uh, That was his song, Be There. Uh, We've loaded it onto the system, so, you know, it's an... It's an absolute cracking, cracking song. What a voice and what a talent he is. Ridiculously talented. So uh, keep up the good work, Joe. And and obviously don't forget, as I said last week, and keep those songs coming over because we do like to play new bands and new new artists here on Phoenix 98 FM. So uh, kicking off the show, I'm joined in the studio by two members of uh, the theatre company Enact. I have Sharon Williams, who is the artistic director and one of the leading actors, Alice Ryan. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Let me put your mics up. That would help. <laughs> there we are. Yeah. There we go. Good afternoon. Good it's afternoon. great to have you here. Great to have you here. Um, so, Enact. Um, obviously, I, I come across Enact uh, on social media and uh, have looked at the website and have followed you over the last few weeks and certainly since the show's been started. And I've got to say, I'm... It's something that I've never seen before. It's really, really interesting and fantastic. So um, give us a little bit of background. Tell the listeners about what ENEC does and why it was started. Um, It it was started in 2017 because my background has always been uh, a mixture of education. I was a deputy head in a secondary school and theatre. I work professionally in the theatre as well. Um, Busy. Uh, And so in 2017, I decided to start the company up with a view to... Uh, taking place interactive theatre projects into schools to help people to think differently about their lives I suppose. We started with an internet safety play Mm. um, and we moved on to a play about uh, gangs and knife crime which was commissioned by Southend Police and currently we've got a play uh, about mental health but I think I think what started it is my experience in, in education is that you try very hard to help young people to view their their world in different ways. Mm. And that for me, the thing that really helps them to do that is theatre. Because they, they are able to empathise, they're able to engage with theatre, and interactive theatre particularly, in a, in a different way mm. than they would if they're sitting in an assembly or a classroom and, and listening or and drifting what, off. Why is that, do you think? Um, I think because we tend to react emotionally. We tend to engage with things more if we can engage with them emotionally. Mm. So if you read something or see a film or something on TV or listen to some music where your emotions um, are triggered in some way, that has a bigger impact on you. Mm. Um, So as soon as you take that to theatre, and and for us the important thing is the interactive nature of it because again, you can sit in an audience and if you think about a school hall and you've got 300 young people sitting in a school hall, some of them right at the back, Mm. it's still not necessarily something they will engage with. They're watching it. But as soon as you bring something to them where they have to think and they have to imagine themselves in that situation, then they're thinking about it slightly differently. So then they're empathising with the characters. and That's brilliant. Because one of the shows as well, what I saw... um, which was, because um, I only saw the little snippets through the yeah. website. I felt well, cheated. An hour, a minute and 40 seconds. I was like, oh, more, more. <laughs> uh, there's the, is it, the, is it Friend, Friend, the gangs one, where yeah. it's, it's quite an immersive experience it where is. 
the audience um, become the jurors? They are. They, we set it up so they are the jury um, and they get an opportunity to ask questions of the characters and make some decisions about um, to, to see the scenes differently if the main character had made different choices what the outcome could have been. And then it takes oh, wow. it to the end and we see what actually happens to this character, all based on true stories. Really? Mm. Well, Alice will tell you more about that because actually it was... It was uh, one of her, her contacts, really, that got us the, the storyline. Yeah, that's another nice thing about uh, the productions is that a lot of them are based completely in truth. Not only does Sharon go into schools and talk to students and say, what would you want if you were seeing a, an educational production? Uh, what do you want to learn? Uh, you know, how can we possibly um, entertain and educate you? Because there's no point in speaking at young people there's no point in speaking at anyone you may as well engage them from the start and see what you want out of them and they wanted real stories they wanted to know certainly with the anti-gang crime one exactly how they could learn about spotting it in their friends and spotting it and just making sure they could be aware so they can actually support other people um and the it was it was someone that i know whose son unfortunately got involved in a gang and uh, there are lots of stereotypes as to where you think these people come from and, and who gets recruited and this kind of thing. And it, it wasn't like that in the slightest. It would have been um, what you might call stereotypical n normal average middle class family. And then unfortunately, um, the son got involved and uh, he's still being uh, looked after at the moment. Um, so it's actually an ongoing story that still hasn't finished for this poor guy. Mm. But thankfully, his parents are, gave us so much information. We spoke to him. It was really emotional, actually, talking to a parent and talking to a dad. And he was so good. He really gave us as much information as possible. And it was only one point where he really broke when he was talking about things that had been happening to his son. And he pulled himself back together and then carried on because he wanted the message to get out there to young people how n not to be involved in this sort of thing so that your lives can be better in the long run so it's been absolutely amazing it was fantastic to really sort of get it from an original story from yeah. something that is completely and utterly true and then turn it into this and that's also really good at the end when we reiterate how true it is mm. and you see some kids connect with it really connect with it either they recognize it and now know what to do, or now can recognise it and see it in their friends and keep an eye out for friends and family. And we've, we've had the, the impact of that, is that every time we've performed it in a school, at least one young person goes to a member of staff afterwards and says, can you help me? Yeah. And that's wow. all we wanted. We wanted it to, to, to help people see that there is a choice, and this is how you can make that choice, and it's never too late, you know, there are things you can do. Each production that we do is aimed for sort of year six upwards, and we've had uh, year sixes, um, you know, 11, 11 year, 10, 11 year olds go to teachers it, and say, I would really like some help. Wow, even at that age? Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the sad thing. I mean, there are, uh, there were, at the time of writing, which was 2018, there were 21 identified gangs in Southend alone. And that surprised me. Yeah. Um, and they recruit, you know, as young as sort of 10, 11 years old, because obviously, uh, the younger the kids are, the, the less um, likely they are going to be to be uh, yeah. arrested and so on and so on. So that's that's sadly the way it is. And, and also some young people live in a family where mm. their brothers or sisters might be involved or they might recognise that they are being recruited. Mm. And that's, again, you know, that's what we wanted to do is say, look, this is what to look out for. This is what you can do. These are the places you can go to. 
And obviously, you, you know, when we when we hear about gangs, it's easy to to think it's all London based. But yeah. you know, the emergence of the, the county lines mentality and it's creeping into into families, mm. you know, well to do that are quite comfortable that you wouldn't even yeah. consider it. Um, it's becoming quite dangerous, and I think that that you know certainly um, from from what you're doing, it it's giving these young kids opportunity to then voice mm. where they're at, their worry, their concern, and then ask for help in some way. And the place they're all it's what what, what we call verbatim. So we take um, all the stories and all the comments and all the thoughts from these young people and their parents and staff, and I then put them together, and the play that's created uses their words. And I think that's quite important as well because you know it means that the, we are giving them a voice, yeah. And and they hear that. We also use statistics, which a lot of them like. You know, in the in the play that we're doing at the moment, the mental health one, the statistics that we're able to to use shows them that they're not alone. Yeah. Because I think one of the the hardest things for young people to deal with is feeling that they are different and alone and that no one else understands and no one else has ever experienced it. Yeah. And sometimes you have to show them that actually you're not on your own here. Take them out of that sort of isolated space. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah, it's wonderful. So um, in terms of the, the writing process, mm. pulling together the performances, like you said, I see I've gone off in a couple of different directions now, because mm. I wanted to know from the family's perspective, who um, have they seen the performance, who contributed to that? Um, yeah, let's go with that question first. That we'll question first, that. Um, they, they haven't, and I think it's because it's still ongoing, mm. and they're still helping their son. Mm. But I do regular updates, and they see what impact it has, and I let them know what's going on, and every single time, it's a really positive. That sounds brilliant, and then a very quick move on to a different conversation because right. obviously it's still very raw and raw. still very emotional. And I think the thing, the thing we did with that play actually was we took it away from being a boy's story and we made it a girl's story. Yes, because the other thing for us was that a lot of girls. Um, think it's not going to happen to them mm. and actually we need them all to recognize that it can happen to anybody yeah. so we changed that stereotype and we made it a, even though it was this lad's story yeah. we made it a girl's story and it, we also have the interactions with a best friend and a parent as well and it's it's amazing you do it for the the students mm. and you'll have teachers and parents that have seen it come up to you afterwards and going oh my goodness I didn't realize these statistics or you know I I speak I've sometimes said that perhaps I shouldn't say that to my son or daughter thank mm. you so much for letting me know and the connection that you end up getting just is so expansive when people are watching it so it's really lovely to know that it's affecting so many different people and mm. people can can take so many elements from it away it's not just sort of one linear thing aimed at one small group of people it, it, it's been affecting so many people in such a positive way and that's and you put that on for parents as well so they have an opportunity to see some of the performances uh, we haven't done with that one we have done with the, with invisible which yeah. is our play about mental mm -hmm. health um, because that's really gained traction at the moment mm. uh, and that one we do a parent engagement event and staff training, all based around the production. So again, like I, I was saying earlier, seeing the production first then sparks things off in your mind and you have questions and you have things um, that it's it's resonated with you. Mm. And then we go into, with the parents, we go into, um, particularly it, 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 with that play, is how you can, if you recognize that in your child, how do you start that conversation? 
because I think a lot of parents and teachers are frightened of opening Pandora's box. Yeah. They can see it. Mm. They can see it in friends or family who are struggling, but they think, I'm not professional, so mm. I better not say anything. Um, and actually, it's, it's sort of saying, you know, it, it may be that this is not as big as you think this is, mm. because we all go through tough times and we all struggle in, in different ways. And sometimes sure. it's over and done with quite quickly and other times it lasts longer. Um, so it's saying that, it's, it's saying to parents, it's not your fault. And it's also saying you can start a conversation and you can open that, that door without it being, um, without it causing more problems. Because actually talking resolves an awful lot of things, even if it's just that that young person realises they're not on their own anymore. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have the answers, but but that's what the parents, that's what the engagement evening does. It actually says this is how you can start the conversation. These are the questions you can ask. These are things you might want to avoid. Um, this is when you go and you do seek professional help, but you do it with them and, and you help them. So that one um, is quite comprehensive then in terms of what you're offering with uh, uh, Invisible being mm. both the teacher training the work, the performance for the students yeah. and then the, the uh, work with the parents as mm -hmm. well. I think for me, that global aspect is, is it, you know, it's, it's beyond important, like you said, because there's the deficit in the parents, the vulnerability that they um, feel in terms of the parent Pandora's box principle of not wanting to open it up or mm -hmm. being quite frightened of saying the wrong thing or not getting it right. Um, we see this a lot. I, I see it a lot during the clinic as well. There's a there's a deficit and and say that exposed vulnerability in parents that are too frightened to to go near something. When quite rightly, as you say, um, just having that conversation is enough. This is less is more. Sometimes it's not yeah. about the doing or finding the solution or finding the answer. It's lifting that individual out of that isolated, vulnerable, fragile mm -hmm. place, and then that that social connection or family connection is mm. is vital and there's more pressure nowadays I think everyone feels uh, busy they're having to be busy people are, are having to work more mm. children are having to do more work and things so I think there's so much chaos that sometimes just starting any conversation just sitting down and giving yourself time with your children or you with your friends to just talk and then things can just un um, unravel isn't quite the right word but you know unpack itself yeah. so you can start with a normal conversation and then eventually someone might end up saying actually I feel like this today mm. rather than a direct uh, question which I think a lot of people are quite nervous about there are different ways you can word it which is what we end up sort of supporting um, parents and teachers with when we do the training and I think it's, it's just it's communication is key yeah even if it's just a small conversation small time in your day just to focus with someone and then eventually it'll get easier and easier to talk about it and, and you, you will feel better in a way, you will. It might take time, but again, communication is completely key with it. And I you, think both, sorry. No, please go. Both elements of communication, not just the, the speaking and asking questions, but listening and active listening. And I think that's what Alice was saying about us being so busy. That's the hardest thing, and that's the hardest thing we find in schools, mm. is that um, to find a quiet place and a quiet time where you can dedicate that time to listening to that person mm. um, and not be distracted by things going on around and having to be somewhere and having to do something. So the staff training takes on a different um, uh, element which is also finding processes in school to help that, mm. um, that you know, that, that give that, those opportunities to people. 
but it is it's with parents who are busy and they've mm. got to rush off and they've got to make dinner and something's on the telly and and just saying no what's more important at the moment is you and yeah. we are going to sit and even if we just sit and have a cup of tea together mm. even if we don't talk and sadly it's a product of society that is becoming you know we yeah. are becoming busier and busier and busier mm. and that cup of tea or that sit down and you know, sharing a conversation, opening up that channel of dialogue is, like you say, it's vital. And it's lovely to hear that there's that you're promoting that with the teachers as well, because mm. I think I, I do, you know, a fair amount of work with um, teachers myself, and and you can see that they're under such increasing pressure oh, yeah. and demands, and it's so easy to lose ourselves mm. in a world or a system that's asking so much of us, mm. and in a child's world that is about should be you know primary process very little demand responsibility and expectation it should they should be present um you know being able to give that to a child and i think that you know as you say sometimes we think oh i haven't got that i I don't have that volume of time i can't sit down in a minute come back and see me in five minutes but we've all got five minutes and it's i suppose how do we how do we carve that out and assert ourselves in the best way to to find it because i think it's two way isn't it i think from the parents perspective as you said before um we centre it around the child to say this is really important for them but there's a lot of learning that the parent or the teacher can take from that as well if we just stop for five minutes observe listen empathize mm. and it's interesting when you talk to teachers i mean I've, I've been in that situation myself you know my, my background has been since 1983 in a school in a secondary school um so i i see it from both points of view if you like and the stress and the pressure that teachers are under increasingly mm. now to get results. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it, it, it's very hard to balance the human side of you as a teacher mm. with the fact that you have been told you need to get X amount of, uh, it's not A grades anymore, level nines, mm. you know, that you have to do that. Um, and you have to justify why you can't. So when we talk to teachers and say, what are the barriers to being able to do this? The biggest one is time. Yeah. And the next one is the outcomes that, that teachers have to achieve are different outcomes, if you like, to the, 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 the well-being outcomes that are needed for some young people. Mm. And it's, it's difficult to find that balance in a school. It, it comes back to policy and practice, I think. It's, mm. As much as an individual teacher wants to do that and knows that's the right thing to do, in real life, <laughs> you yeah. know, from a quarter to eight or whatever time they're getting in the mornings and six o'clock when they go home at night, in real life at, at work, it's not that easy. Yeah. So it has to be made to happen. It has to be given that importance. And so the feedback from teachers, do you find that they then feel more empowered mm-hmm. to, to, to take some of that, uh, not necessarily responsibility, but the, find the courage to then have those conversations or is there still friction no 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 they they uh, recognize the importance of it they recognize how to do it Mm -hmm. and in fact one primary school we worked with a little while ago said it was practice changing they knew they had to change their practice to make this happen and I think that you know if nothing else having them go away and make have those discussions to see well how can we make it work you know, how do we balance that that need for well-being and those conversations? Who who can do those? How can we? Because we're such habitual creatures, aren't we? We get into that groove, we get into that routine, and yeah. we kind of stick there unless it's having a significant impact on our life. And when you look at it from a, from a system, from a schooling perspective, it's so easy to get into for any of us bad habits, but mm. ones that are maybe not as beneficial as well. So. 
that's that's I love that I really like that that it's actually practice changing I think the other side of it of course is that just like with the, the play Friend about gangs mm. where Alice said you know adults are watching that and think seeing themselves as a parent or, or whatever mm. it's exactly the same with Invisible because we all experience mental health issues in some way shape yeah. or form yeah and the the staff who watch that they're they're they are also seeing it from their own understanding of that and the mm. impact it has on them and how it resonates with them and their lives, not just as a teacher but as a as an adult. Yeah. Um, you know, surviving. Yeah. So we've got invisible, we've got friend, and then we've also got linked as well, which is the the um, internet safety. Mm-hmm. And f- and I think for me, looking at the little snippets that I saw and reading them about them, and and obviously Sharon and I, we had a conversation beforehand. Um, here on the happiness algorithm I think obviously the emphasis is on um, emotional well-being and mental health but for me all three of those plays and performances um, really struck a chord as as being important for this demographic for these children absolutely um, that are coming through so tell me a little bit about um, Linked and the internet safety one Um, that was great fun to do that was absolutely brilliant in fact still available still available for us to be touring yeah. yeah Every single show. Um, yeah, wonderful. We um, threw in a, a little bit more of a... Um, uh, we sort of took things to the extreme with it. We went to the future and showed what the, uh, life might be like mm. if we took things too far with regards to sharing everything on the internet and then having it all taken away again. Uh, we then sort of took it back and then made it more interactive with the, the students where we were then questioning them on how they felt about the fact that the internet has taken over so much it then controls your life how would you feel about that how would you feel about the internet uh, you know a particular government picking how you live your life um and it really it was really good because we sort of have that at the first half and the second half is um interacting with them we've got a quiz we've got statistics for them we've got facts we've got figures and doing it ourselves rehearsals sitting there and then changing all the settings on our phones every single rehearsal we'd find something and we'd all be sitting there going i just need to i just can we just i just need to change that so it's a no turning locations off every single time and the great thing about all of the plays is that information obviously gets updated um as we do it so every single time we update the statistics in friends in um invisible and all of the information with regards to social media and how you use your phones and how you use your computers with linked whilst we were doing it it's sort of trying to catch up with all of these apps and things that people Mm. had heard of and it was really interesting because a lot of the time you talk about internet safety the students think they know what it's going to be all about so you go in and some of them you can see the looks on their faces and you think i think by the end of this you'll look differently and they always do they always do there's one fact which I love which I will sneak in mm-hmm. we I love don't, a fact I don't know if people know this um, Snapchat you send pictures and they last about 10 seconds and then they're gone and that's it yes. so you can send silly photos you can send videos you can put um, filters over the top of it and you send it and it's gone you send it and it's gone but I don't think people realise it doesn't actually go Snapchat have a copy of that and I love the silence afterwards and looking at the students' faces yeah. who then realise that they have sent things they really shouldn't have to yeah. friends or family members and there is a copy of it somewhere. Everything you've ever sent, there will be a copy of it. Every, everything that you've ever posted online, yeah. someone, somewhere, some company has a copy of it. And Instagram as well. If you post anything on Instagram, if you just tick the terms and conditions, they own it. Yeah. You could go into a, a card shop at Christmas and find your photograph on the front of it because Instagram have sold it. 
God, and there's nothing right. there's nothing you can do about it no. and it's sort of little facts like that that I don't think the kids are aware of because mm. you're so used to having everything perhaps on your phone everything's all very small mm. and all very sort of in, it, it sort of in uh, it sort of impacted into you and then you don't realize how everything is actually so much bigger mm. than you I saw a wonderful um visual representation once where someone squeezed out toothpaste got a child to squeeze toothpaste out and said that's that's a lot like the images that you're posting online they said now get it back into the bottle now get it back into the tube (laughs) yes once it's out that's it it's out um and it is frightening and 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 i think you're right you know for children well certainly my children know a lot more more (laughs) about social media than me um and as as you too can attest because i as i as I was advertising or sharing on social media that you're coming on, I put the wrong Twitter handle. <laughs> I will correct this when I post out the links later on as well. So, um, but children do, you know, they it's a world that they've grown up in more so than I, than I have. And it is, and I think when we started this, like like all of them, I went and I worked with kids in schools and, yeah. and asked them what you know their experiences of social media, and because I didn't want it to be what adults think they need, no. mm. we wanted mm. it to be what they actually need. And there was an evaluation, a survey that we put out in advance and said, how many of you think you know everything about social media? You know, lots about it, little about it, not much at all. And then we did the same sheet after the show and said, how many of you learnt something new? And 98% of those young people who thought they knew lots had learnt something new. Because because we need we needed to find like the the terms and conditions of Instagram and Snapchat we need uh, um, we needed to find things that they didn't necessarily know mm. and things they hadn't considered. It's um, stuff you end up taking for granted when you're using it every single day and you think it's really easy and now everything is you download it and it's on your phone or on your computer within about thirty seconds so mm. you just get on with it. My mates are using it and my parents are using it and mm. so it must be okay. And it's just a case of letting them know you can still use it safely. You can still use Instagram as long as you're aware that your mm. photographs are, are theirs and yours. Yeah. Snapchat, use it, but just be aware someone's got a copy of everything. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's not scaremongering. It's not saying, oh, you shouldn't do this and you should do this, which is why I'm sure a lot of kids end up getting a lot of when they're being educated about internet safety. It's just, you can still use this. Just be aware that this may happen or just be aware that if you just turn this location setting off, it might be a bit safer for you in the long mm. run. And things like that. That's right, and I think um, I think that was that was the key with that. That was about uh, term, reading terms and conditions because yeah. we are all of, of there. I don't know any. <laughs> Scroll to the bottom, yes. <laughs> because you're doing things quickly. I have to say, I managed to get myself a discount on something the other day because I read the terms and conditions. Wow. And in the terms and conditions, it said, I'm impressed. If you pay early, you will get a ten percent discount. A discount. Um, I don't think I would have been told about that had I not said, oh, that's interesting. What discount is that? Then? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So the yeah. lesson, read terms and, <laughs> terms and conditions. All of us. All of us. Uh, and it will make us happier. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, there's so much more because I, I want to delve into, I want to delve into each uh, performance uh, a little more and understand the sort of writing process because Alice, as you touched on there, it's it's always evolving. It yeah. feels like much more work than what you'd consider to be yes. a standard performance. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll dive a little bit deeper into those uh, those three shows. Um, Sharon, we're going to kick off with one of your songs. Okay. 
Um, sadly, I should say, uh, um, Sharon's uh, grandson is in a band called The Waterfalls, who's a local band from South End, and I was hoping to play one of their tracks. I've come into the studio today, and sadly, it's not on our A-list. So um, I will try and play one of their tracks next week. I know some of my other presenters have played The Waterfalls and may have actually been into the studio as well. But we're going to go with another one of your tracks, uh, Handbags and Glad Rags, from Rod Stewart. seen a blind man cross the road trying to make the other side ever seen a young girl growing old trying to make herself a
Phoenix FM. It's me, James Roast, here on the Happiness Algorithm. That was Rod Stewart, Handbags and Glad Rags. That's a cracking song. You've got to love a bit of Rod Stewart. You've got to love a bit of Rod Stewart. I'm joining the studio today with Alice Ryan and Sharon Williams from the theatre company N-Act. They deliver interactive performances in schools uh, that cover some, would we say, provocative topics, taboo topics... Uh, subjects that topical topics topical yeah. topics <laughs> yeah yeah we'll take that so uh before the break we we heard a little bit about the uh, performance that you put on so we've got invisible uh we've got friend and we've got linked uh linked being the internet safety one we just touched on before the break there uh invisible the one that covers sort of all things mental health um and friend which was the one on gangs so for me i wanted to dive a little bit deeper into those uh learn a little bit about the writing um aspect of it because as Alice you alluded to it it's always changing it's constantly evolving um, which must be a big drain (laughs) Uh, it's it's not a drain actually I think it's it's uh, it's one of those things you know so for example Mm -hmm. with a friend the the play about um, knife crime and gangs as I said earlier, it starts off with me going into schools and talking to young people, find out what they want from mm. a play like this, and then do, I do drama workshops with them. And from the drama workshops, I come away with a whole load of A3 paper with their scribbles on and my scribbles, mm. and uh, the impact it's had on me, you know, things I go away thinking about. Mm. And I, I start to get some ideas from that. Um, I tell them but I steal ideas from them because (laughs) actually if it comes from them it's going to be more relatable to them when they watch it Um, and I go away and I I literally just have all those bits of A3 paper there and I start to scribble ideas down and I get the bulk of the script written Um, I use with that one I I knew I wanted to have um, because the amount of people the year I wrote it the amount of people who uh, lost their lives to to knife crime in London mm, mm. that that year and ongoing uh, was phenomenal and, and as I was sort of you know doing searches and I came up with this list of names and it it had quite a, a serious effect on me that list of names and I thought that's what we need we want people to realise that um, again it's not scaremongering but see what you are doing if you don't change this. Mm. And the people who can change it is adults, but it's also young people. Yeah. Um, and we we finished the play with a roll call, and Ooh. it's and some facts, and that's the bit that actually has the lasting impact because they come away thinking, I need to do something. I need to stop my friend. I need to go and say to somebody, Did you know that her behaviour has changed or his behaviour has changed? I need to say to myself, Actually, those people I'm hanging around with, that's that's quite scary I don't want to go any further with them so it has to be hard hitting Um, it's slightly less hard hitting for year six but Mm. for year seven upwards it it needs to have that punch that is the bit that changes Mm. so the story itself remains quite the same but that roll call sadly changes and I add to it and I've got figures and because I want it to have names of real people. It's also um, a tribute to mm. those people. You know, some, something has to give, something yeah. has to change. Um, so, so once the play's been written, we, I then bring it to the cast. I audition and I, I have my first meeting with the cast. And we 
build on that because the play itself, the presentation of that information is quite abstract and use phys uses physical theatre mm -hmm. and an element of humour because actually it's too depressing to watch a very, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, we don't want them to, to end up that yeah. sad at the end. Um, and so, and you've got that element of humour, you know, that we, it starts off with, so do you want to join a gang then? Right, here you go, download the app and you just have to answer these questions. And, <laughs> and we have that side of it so yeah. that, and it gets, it gets more punchy as it goes through. But those bits need to be developed through the cast, through the okay. company. And in your mind, do you already begin to have an idea of who would be good for a particular performance or a particular show that you're pulling together? Yes and no. Um, when I, the first play that I wrote, uh, I didn't have a cast. So I went out and I, I advertised the auditions and I had held the auditions mm. and went from there. Um, I've known Alice for a long time because I used to teach Alice. So what, as a, as well, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say that because well, it might sure. be revealing people's ages. <laughs> but yes, what, so uh, he was a student at the school so where Sharon was a teacher. When yeah. I first worked with Sharon, I had to keep stopping myself from calling her Miss because it's still wow. she's still Miss. miss. <laughs> no, I, she's not. She's um, yeah. We've we've known each other for a very long time, and and out of uh, school, yeah. um, we happen to be part of the same drama company, so we've known each other for a very long time. And um, I think when Sharon was first looking into creating the company, um, we were chatting about just uh, what sort of productions you wanted to do and yeah. well I, I knew I wanted to have people working with me who could uh, devise elements of the play yes so I have the script I've got a lot of the words but as I said there are a few bits of it that I needed the cast to devise mm. and I knew because I'd worked with Alice as a, as a student I knew that she understood and was incredibly good at my style of working so mm. I thought well that's somebody who might be interested and obviously I knew that she was professional mm. as an actress now um, and a, another colleague of mine who I'd worked with before and I thought well I need to start from there and then we auditioned mm -hmm. and then we came up with our first cast just four of us including me after that I then thought well I like these people but I'll see because obviously a friend needed a different kind of person and then invisible needed a different kind of person again so I hold auditions. The people who are our enactors yeah, um, like are all now part <laughs> of the company, so they don't necessarily need to re-audition, mm. but I do need to get the right group of people. Um, and as as we move on with the plays, you know, having gone from 2017, I, I need to know that I've got other people I can call on because Alice might have another job. Yeah. You know, next next term when I say, right, I've got these schools who are interested, she might be doing some filming somewhere, so I need to have someone else I can call on who can play her part. Mm. So uh, it, it, it's sort of, it's grown. And I've got quite a few people now that I can call on. And you can see them on the website. I saw some of those there yeah. and watched back on the clips yeah. as well. And some really good performances, really yeah. good performances. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been brilliant. Everyone that we've worked with has really thrown themselves into it. And uh, I, I've learned a lot from the other actors as well, which is so good. And you can still have a lot of fun with it and then understand the seriousness of the production, which is so important when you're working on a piece or you're improving or you're devising certain sections that Sharon needs and then you can tweak them and play with them and everyone that we've worked with has been brilliant. And I think, I think it is important to have a laugh, actually. Yes. It's really important. These are quite serious issues, mm. but you know, you, we need to find the humour in them and we all need to get on really well because it's, the performance itself is um, it's an intensive um, you know, an hour. Yeah, I was going to ask. So the performances last around an hour in 
in the school's assembly, that sort of period. Well, in, it fits into a lesson. Most schools, right. their lessons are an hour, so we fit yeah. it into that, so that actually we're not causing them um, an issue uh, with timetabling and everything. Mm. You know, we go in, it lasts an hour, and then we, we clear. We, we also deliver workshops for schools who want it. Yeah. All the plays have um, a scheme of work for drama or PSHE if the school wants it. Um, and they all have an information sheet that comes with it, so that uh, that, that can be run either side. Mm-hmm. So in the run up to the, your your performance when you go into the school, but then mm-hmm. post the performance as well. So there's a continuation of that. Yeah, and continuing dialogue because that's important. You know, we we set something up and then we go, and yeah. we need to to know that the the teachers then have, are able to continue that conversation and to continue. Because that bit's so important, isn't it? Yeah. That it's not just coming in engaging in the performance and yeah. then leaving that this is something that continues to be spoken about so that the children can find that confidence and the teachers can gain that confidence yes. from having those those conversations that they deem deem difficult and we always like to do if, if we can try and fit it in uh, you know a, a, just a small Q&A at the end just in case there's any questions about any any of the stats or, or children do just they just want to open up about something and what's lovely is that we have had moments where children have asked questions or have spoken to us or come up to us afterwards and teachers have then said we didn't know that they felt like this until they asked that question at the end we didn't know they felt like that until we watched them and realized they were really affected so being able to give them time before and after to process something like this mm. is so, so important. Especially with Invisible, because you can't um, introduce them to a topic and then say, right, off you go to maths. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think we, we did a performance in a primary school once where we were saying, you know, the message, the big message from this play is you need to talk and you need mm. to feel safe to talk. And if someone wants to talk to you, be there. So we said all that, and then all the hands went up and they wanted to talk. And they weren't embarrassed about talking in front of everybody else. They just wanted to talk. And some of them were were quite um, moved by it and needed that chance to share and to get get some help and advice. And there's one of the things that we put into it, because we do put uh, top tips, ways of dealing with things. And there's, um, there's one about five... Uh, what do we call it? The, the five. It's, it's one of our top tips where it's essentially sort of grounding techniques. So you end up That's having, right. you look for um, five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you, you can, can hear. hear, two things you can taste. Or smell. Oh, taste or yeah. smell. And then one thing that you feel good about yourself. And it's one of those techniques that uh, some of the, some of the kids in the audience who are already getting some kind of help recognised it. Mm. Yes. But actually, at this particular primary school, uh, the deputy oh, took yeah. some of the the more that there were a couple of kids who were crying, and it, he took them outside, and he did that with them. And they came inside. They said, "I've just done the five, four, three, two, one trick. It really helps." <laughs> yeah. And it was so nice to see an immediate response and an immediate we can try this and it works you know yeah. which was lovely and how amazing that you're getting you know young children at six um feeling the, year six uh, not six, six sorry year six year six, six. um uh, you know experience the potency of emotions that's coming through the performance well the, one of the things we say at the beginning is you may actually it was a teacher who said it the first time and i've, I've stolen it and use it in all the other schools she said to them, you might well experience some emotions you've never experienced before when you watch yeah. this play, and that's good, yeah. and that's fine. 
um, and stick with it and at the end it's quite it'll be quite uplifting for you and then we can talk and I think that's a really nice way of introducing it you know don't be afraid yeah. of emotions you've mm. never had um, you might experience emotions you have had before mm. but this allows us then to talk about it and to share it and move on together from there incredible absolutely incredible so um, how have you found the how have you found schools when you've approached them have they been welcoming of what you're doing has there been any resistance Um, I was very lucky because I've worked in South End since 1983, it's a long time. Um, I already had uh, a lot of connections with people who were prepared to trust mm. what we did. And I think that's, that was important for us to, to have that. And then it's been word of mouth. You know, we, we booked our first tour in 2017, we booked two weeks, managed to get some funding that allowed us to take that play out for free to 10 schools over two weeks. It suddenly turned into two months, and I think we had 38 schools yeah. because and, and schools inviting us back. So one school, the, that following week said, "Can you come in now and do it for three other year groups?" Oh, and and it's brilliant. it's grown, and that's for us. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know? um, we we perform in Southend, we perform in Essex, and we've gone into London as well, and we've gone abroad. So I was going to say because I saw on social media there was a tour yeah. just recently, was it? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, in November in the the Middle East tour, we went out to a school in Amman, and they welcomed us with open arms. They were fabulous. We went out uh, the year before to do the internet safety play. Um, and they were absolutely brilliant. The school, like their British school in Muscat, mm-hmm. uh, Kai, the head teacher, and the uh, Anna, the, the drama teacher there, really embraced it. Really thought it was so important for these kids to not only be educated on internet safety, but also see productions because mm. quite a few of the students had not seen live theatre before. So it was a, a, you know, felt a little bit like there was going to be a lot of pressure. It got there and it was so wonderful. It really was. And we thought, well, this is great. Oh, what wonderful experience. It may, we don't know if we'll be coming back or do, or do anything abroad. Oh, this is lovely. And then they immediately spoke to us a few months later and said, we want you back. And we want you doing your next show. So we so went you're, back. Is that the, so you're going to be taking Invisible out there? We so we went, we went to in November. So November yeah, Invisible. so it was Internet Safety. It was linked first and then it was Invisible. And they'd uh, recently built a theatre and it was absolutely fantastic and it was all ours for a yeah, week. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. the technicians there were brilliant. They yeah. said, you know, anything we wanted, really wonderful. Can't stress enough how supportive these people were with the message, with um, theatre itself. They were absolutely brilliant and their students really, really got on board with it. And the, the um, parents uh, training that you did as well, the workshop, the, the, the talks, um, people really, really appreciated it. Did you have to tweak the show at all in terms of, was there any cultural differences? Mm. The internet safety one there was, yeah. not a lot, because mm-hmm. obviously we're, we're performing for young people, so there was never going to be anything in it mm. uh, that was going to be an issue. But yes, there were some cultural cultural mm. differences that uh, we needed to, to change ever so slightly. Mm. What um, an incredible experience to, mm. to take it on the road that far and perform it for that audience as yeah. well. But I think I think once people have seen it, they recognise that the message is an important one. Yeah. Um, the difficulty, as always, is funding. So you know, I would love it if we were able to take this out to everywhere for free. Unfortunately, it's it's uh, people's livelihood, so we can't. You know. But, yeah. Um, well, as we were saying just just on the break there, um, why all schools are not having you in and performing. Um, and sharing the performances I don't well we know why as we said it's funding there yeah. but you know the message is is so um, 
is so important across all three um, mm. performances and plays um, because you know for me and I was going to allude I was going to ask this question earlier and you'll be able to tell me whether it's right or wrong you, you alluded to the fact that the children find it easier to take the message or engage with the performance because they're not being told what to do or not to do mm. and perhaps because it's not coming from the teachers mm. um, you know they've got you guys to be able to share that message and it doesn't become too frightening then to go near yes I think no I think you're right I think uh, it's a mixture of the fact that it is uh, performance yeah. so that they they get involved as much or as little you know we've, we've performed to some audiences where the young people themselves might be uh, demonstrating challenging behavior in normal circumstances mm. but they have engaged fully um, whether they wanted to or not they found themselves engaged mm. if that makes sense mm, mm. and and that's that's important you know because we do we are one tiny solution there are other solutions and i think if you look at them all together young people and adults need all of these solutions together yeah. to make it make a difference mm. um and so we're very happy that we are having that kind of impact on young people and they do listen and they do engage and they do carry on the conversation when we've gone and that's that's the important thing really we're opening a conversation and yeah. we're letting them then carry it on mm. obviously schools have you back they get back in touch mm. and um do they approach you to ask for support maybe with if there's any children that have um no we're, we're, we're not um for example with this one we're not mental health workers we're, mm. we're not the professionals in that sense i've worked with them so mm. in terms of uh gangs and knife crime i worked with south end police mm. and for the mental health i've worked with a variety of professionals to make sure that what we're doing is right and uh, doesn't do any harm, if you like. But we're not professionals, and we make that really clear. What we're doing, I, I, I am, uh, my expertise is in education. So when it comes to staff training and the delivery of the training, and they're looking at policy and practice, mm. I do have an expertise there, but I don't have an expertise in, in mental health. And um, we've all done mental health first aid training, if you like, but, but no more than that. And, and we don't set ourselves up to be the answer to that. Mm. What we're doing is we're saying, look, we're going to show you a situation, we're going to show you some true stories, um, and the, the invisible is written, is based around a friend who experienced, um, it's, it's their experiences really. Mm. And so, and again, they wanted young people to see what they can do, you know, to learn from this person's experience. Um, so what, that's what we're saying. We're saying, we're giving you some true stories, we're giving you some evidence, we're giving you some solutions, now your network you and your network have to go away and, and move forward if mm. you like and there is help available in south end it might be through therapy for you mm. um, and different places have got different solutions uh, and in your school you will have someone who deals with well-being and who's your head of year and that's the person to go to in the first instance and then we leave those professional those people to deal with it just ignite it just ignite that conversation yeah. and you know the, the mm. thought around what's important mm. um alice a question for you i was going to say because obviously you have other roles and you you, you know mm. you are you are an actress and um and as sharon said sometimes if you're not available because you're performing elsewhere one of the things i wanted to ask was is the different is there a difference in the performance 
performance you do in with Enact mm. that maybe for other roles because it to me and only listening to you both speak it's so immersive and it's so um, emotive do you find that your your style changes or, or is it another role or? oh brilliant question um I don't Thank you very much. think so <laughs> I don't think so I think you you end up sort of performing and, and sort of responding to how the audience mm. Um, accept it and take it so each character that, I, that I've had in, in each production is, is very different um, but the underlying message with it all is is this education and entertainment so I think it depends which role you have so other plays um, and productions that I've done the characters are completely different and the messages that they're giving and the, the storyline with that is so different because this is more educational as mm. well as immersive and, and entertaining, it is slightly different. So there are slightly different ways of performing. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, certainly with something like Linked, we sort of go in and out of performing and then we'll sort of really connect with the audience and we'll do the quiz in the middle and things like this and then come back into the performances that we end up doing um, and where you end up giving the stats as well because it's quite an unusual abstract um, piece at certain points it is it's just very different throughout it and it's 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 been it's been absolutely brilliant to learn everything that I have done all about these subjects as well because mm. the mental health one oh yeah well I, you know I'm an adult I know how to look mm. after my mental health I'm a professional I'm coming in I'm working with these great people this is fantastic and you go away after certain rehearsals going wow I didn't even think about this or oh, I need to do that a bit more. And, and every single day you end up learning something new. And that's why I absolutely love it. And that's why I absolutely love my job generally. But yeah. these productions, are they are. They are incredibly important with the messages mm. they're giving. Mm. So, yeah. I, th- I think the tough thing, tough bit for us was in Friend, where we were hot-seated by the audience, wasn't oh. it, to begin with? Because we've set it up. When I, when I introduced this idea to the actors, they said, what? So I said, the audience will be able to change the outcome they're going to tell yeah. us what we can yeah. do and they're going to ask us questions now we have a safety net because we go into the audience and we write down their questions and then we bring them back and one of the one of the characters reads the questions out so there's a filter yeah because otherwise i think it would be quite frightening <laughs> um, but even so there's that element of we don't know what we're going to get on the day and mm. sometimes you get a question that you answer in character as the character yeah. and sometimes you really have to think on your feet and it's it's an interesting one. That's what keeps it keeps it alive. Oh yeah, isn't it, it's bit? absolutely yeah. brilliant. That that and you get some amazing questions from students. Again, you sort of take young people for granted with oh they're just going to sit and enjoy it or they're not necessarily. And some of these questions are so brilliant. You are t- taken aback a little bit, or there's a small part of you that just wants to answer as you. And it's like no, it's got to still be in character and. Uh, yeah, incredibly powerful. But it gives them a chance to say things that they are worried about, you know. Yeah. So when they say, so how did you know that they were a gang? How did you first get in with them? Um, have you? What do your friends think about you? Why don't you just go? Just say, I'm not going anymore? The questions they ask shows their own concerns, mm, if you like. Yeah. And it's a good, a good way of them asking those questions yeah. because it's the character answering. Um, and so we have to think, right, what do they need to know now? Um, and also to temper it so that we're not answering in a, in a way that um, might frighten or might be too much for them to take. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, yeah, so quite, level of responsibility within each production to make sure that it's still 
safe and responses that you end up giving are, are the right kind of ones that, that the students are expecting and things like that. So there is another element of, of a responsibility with this information as well that you're giving out. And I suppose that must be part of that audition process when you're looking for the right actors because like you say that responsibility mm. and quite that's a that's a high skill set as well in it, being able to respond to the moment to the question yeah. and have that backstory of the character as well that you're infusing into the role yeah mm. we do a lot of work on that in rehearsals yeah. <laughs> but, and, and whenever we have a new member of cast um because we've got we're, we're about to start rehearsing it again for this upcoming tour because we mm. have a new member of cast and that's one of the elements that we have to go over and over and over mm. um and that all the cast have to have you know i've done all this research but they have to have that same knowledge mm. because and, and understanding of what is acceptable in a school situation what you can and can't say mm. and what you should and shouldn't say uh, and when we do it for primary schools there's just that reminder to everyone be careful of this we mm. won't say this we don't talk about that um because even though young people's experience of gangs and knife crime is frighteningly familiar to a lot of them, mm. it's they are still young people. They are. You know, they and we, we need to, to bear that in mind and, uh, yeah. Keep you on your toes, all of I this. <laughs> Try I and bet. put it in your head whilst remembering where you're going, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have to take another quick break. So, uh, Alice, we're going to go to one of your songs. Brilliant. And uh, But I suppose before we should go... I bet the question on everybody's lips, the most important question throughout these two hours is going to be, was Alice a good student? <laughs> was she a good student? Do you want me student? to answer now or oh, should no. we hold that? Well, let, I tell you, let's, let's hold oh, that. No. Let's, let's let her squirm in her chair. <laughs> we'll play Alice's uh, choice of song and then we will come back to it. Tonight gonna have myself a real good time I feel alive and the world I'm turning inside out yeah. I'm floating around in ecstasy so don't stop me Leaping through the sky like a tiger Defying the laws of gravity I'm a racing car passing by like Lady Godiva I'm gonna go, go, go There's no stopping me
Brentwood and Billericay. This is Phoenix FM. There we are. That was Queen with Don't Stop Me Now. That was Alice's Choice uh, and another cracking choice, I've got to say. A really yeah. good song. Thank you very much. Yep, yeah, a lot of toe tapping, I reckon. <laughs> a bit of movement in the studio as well. So before that break, we did ask the ultimate question <laughs> that was on the end of everybody's lips. <laughs> Was Alice a good student? She was appalling. Sorry to my parents <laughs> listening. It's all coming out now. It's all lies. Yeah, with, without embarrassing her, she was she was literally outstanding. She got. Um, am I allowed to embarrass you? Go on then. Okay. She she was one of few students who got a hundred percent for her GCSE. That she sent a letter to her. For wow. Her yeah. Oh, A level. A level. Thank you very much. A level. Beg your pardon. Drama A level. 100%. Yeah. Got A's in the GCSE as well. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's a shame yeah. that she was so bad in every other respect. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't mention it. We're the not going to talk about the maths. We're not yeah. going to talk about the maths. <laughs> that's all right. That's yeah, all right. but I, I, I loved it, and it's just a passion of mine, and, and I was surrounded by good people who supported mm. it. And if you enjoy something, follow it. I think that's one thing that, yeah. you know, if it's going to make you happy, do it. And as soon as it stops making you happy, don't do don't it. Don't do it. Give yourself a break and then come back to it. I know lots of people who've done performing for a long time and then given themselves a break, tried something different and mm. found another mm. sort of motivation and then gone, oh, actually, I feel like doing that. Or the great thing about creative, uh, the creative arts is you can do painting mm. at home. Yeah. You can do voluntary radio stuff. You can do full-time radio stuff. You can uh, join local drama companies. You can pursue it professionally and all of that jazz. You can do it at any point that you want in your own life. So, And any of the any of the other actors come to it late or have they all been sort of... have enjoyed sort of drama from an early age like yourself? I think there was, there was uh, one, I believe, that Johnny came to it quite late in... Yes, exactly. uh, yeah, who, who was part of our internet safety show. And, um, yeah, I think he sort of fell into it and he's done very well mm. from it and does sort of uh, theatre and, and films and things like that. So, yeah, I think uh, uh, most people have probably studied it from being quite young and as one that came from a dance background and 
Yeah, and another one that turns out I taught as well. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I, put out, I put out an audition notice. Because of uh, the nature of our company, we're a not-for-profit company, mm. so I can't afford to pay travel, mm. for example. So I was looking for local actors. It's also important to me that they're homegrown, mm. if you like. Um, and so I put out a, an audition notice, and this person responded, and I thought, I'm, do I recognise that name? Because my memory's appalling. Mm. Um as anyone who watches me try to learn lines will, will <laughs> but and then I, I saw the photo of this guy and I thought oh my goodness so I had a message and said did I used to teach you <laughs> and it turns out I did so very proud that I've made another actor too I was going to say you must have been an excellent yeah. teacher because um, to have some of your students come back and then to perform for you as well it must be it's, wonderful it's heartwarming actually mm. it's really nice to work with them as adults that's mm. that's lovely yeah and you've got um, you know you said so 33 years in teaching did you say yeah wow is it well I mean a silly question really but how has it changed over them years oh it's it's interesting really because every every year you get new teachers and I, I still work with trainee teachers that's mm. something else I, I continue to do and every year there are uh, issues you know that people will say oh this is ridiculous we've never had this before mm. every year things change in education and uh, you know right right from the start of my time as a teacher things mm. have changed and I think uh, part of what you have to do to keep sane um, and happy is run with the changes you know but as I say it's really important that as soon as you stop enjoying something you need to stop doing it it's easier said than done it really is um, you know I remember when I first started teaching and I couldn't afford to pay my rent so I worked in a pub as well and I loved it I loved the banter I loved doing it and I remember saying to people then as soon as I stop enjoying it I'll stop doing it mm. and I stopped enjoying it so I stopped doing it I found something else um, I've loved teaching I think it's you have to be a certain kind of person to be a teacher and I think you have to have a passion for it and I still do have that passion for it but right from the word go I always wondered whether I'd, I'd chosen the right thing or whether I should have gone into theatre because my parents were professional actors oh. um, and when I went to college I went to Central School of Speech and Drama and I chose the teaching course only because compared to the acting course I got a chance to do backstage stuff too I, I didn't do it in order to become a teacher and all the way through I was thinking I still don't know whether I want to act or teach and when I left I thought well I'm gonna I'm going to the first job I get I'll apply for it all first job I get will tell me whether I'm going to act or teach yeah um, anyone who knows theatre will know that it was obviously teaching that <laughs> 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 I got and I did it and I did it for um, a number of years, a number of years, um, became a head of drama, head of head of year, and I kept thinking, should I have, you know, if, if only I had two lives, should yeah. I have done the acting? So it came to the stage where I thought uh, maybe I should. So I came out of teaching, went into acting for a couple of years, and became a professional actress and stage management and all of that. Then, as is the nature of the the work there wasn't any mm. so I, I started doing some supply teaching found myself back in teaching um, which I did until uh, 2016 which is where I decided to take early retirement because I thought I've still got half my life left yeah 
So and most most people go to Barbados or yeah. relax or I don't know. Sharon sets up her own company yeah. and looks for work everywhere else and writes things yeah. and does all this. Yeah. And, and, and not just any <laughs> performance. A performance that's constantly evolving. Yeah, I love it. Um, because when I looked and, and done a little bit of research as well, uh, you are Dr. Sharon uh, Williams, a PhD, uh, and I was intrigued to see, or I was going to ask when you came on, the your theory or from the thesis learning tool yeah can you share a bit of that yeah for me? i just um being a drama teacher a lot of what you do is is what's called active learning so they're not sitting behind a desk they're not working in silence they're they're communicating they're talking um and their learning comes through doing that mm. and i wanted to look at that as a phd so i wanted to show which i did show that talking guided talk mm. in the classroom is where the learning happens so a lot of the time you could be fight you could be learning a, a new uh, topic and you learn it through listening to the teachers through looking at the board through reading through writing on your own and maybe you'll get together in a group and the teacher will ask you to talk about what you've learned my theory is that if you do that collaborative work at the beginning of the lesson that is where you hear the learning happening. I did, um, part of my studying was I observed uh, 15 lessons, I, re I recorded them mm. and transcribed the recordings. And you can hear the learning happening. Um, without getting into too much into it, there's two different ways of, two different types of talk. One is presentational talk, which is mm -hmm. where you have the right answer. Someone asks you something and you only answer if you know you've got it right. Then there's, um, can't remember it's gone off out my head but there's the other type of talk which is where you try things out for size mm -hmm. where you have a conversation with somebody and you might start the sentence and they might finish it and you might someone else might say oh yes and maybe no I don't know uh, but what about and that is where your brain is trying things out you're mm. trying out talking about it you're um, making connections in your brain which is what learning is mm. you're uh, thinking about things in a slightly different way and you're doing that together and you can hear the learning happening so that that it was my phd really the fact that through uh targeted questioning by the teacher mm. and guided collaborative activity that you learn more you have deeper thinking and you learn more quickly and it's embedded for longer that is fascinating and is that um, is that um, immersed itself into any of the current work with the plays because there is that mm. collaborative process with the audience and the children? I suppose so. I think it's because it's, I mean, I took seven years doing my PhD because I did it while I was teaching. And I think it's something I believe in so much and I've investigated so much. It's just become part and parcel of the way I work mm. Mm. now. And in a sense, um, yes, because that interactive nature of... of, of People learn more through doing and talking mm. than they do through reading and uh, writing and independent mm. thought. Um, and it goes back to what we were saying earlier about the importance of working with mm. some of the parents and the teachers as well. It's that doing, it's that yeah. having that conversation and that collaboration what's underpinned by a relationship mm. that then fosters something that's really quite important for all of our mental health really and all of mm. our well-being. So, yeah, so like the top of the show, authenticity, being yes. authentic and being present in everything that you're yes. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, wow, 
Oh, look at that. We're into the last 25 minutes of the show. <laughs> it's gone fast. It's yeah, too quick. Really too quick. Far too quick. Um, so we should... I mean, there's so many more questions, but we, re- we should really see where things are going next for Enact. We said before that, you know, from my perspective, it should be... should be These shows should be uh, performed in all schools, really. I think they're such such important topics to to share and make accessible to all of the children um so we've got as we know we've not we, we know we've got invisible and that's the current show uh, that's being performed uh, gang uh, friend was the, the gang performance that um will be coming around again oh, it is now it oh is still, now. Still? we do we do all three of them all three of them are on offer throughout the year oh really. okay right um, i say invisible is current as in it's the most recent yeah and it's the one that's gained traction in terms of staff training and parents mm. as well but uh, yes, the end of, well, next week we've got an, a performance of Invisible and then after that we're into our rehearsals for Friend mm-hmm. um, to get the new member of cast up to speed and then they're running concurrently yeah. really all through February. So, what have you, what's next? <laughs> have you got anything in mind? Yes, I have, yeah. Um, we've, we've actually been, uh, there is a play that I'll tell you about in a minute. We've also been commissioned by Thurrock uh, Thurrock Council Wellbeing Services to create a series of films um, about wellbeing. Its it, its aim is to reduce the amount of young people who are permanently excluded. So it's all to do with wellbeing. You mm. know, if you if you take all of the plays we've done, for example, all of those things together feeds into a, a behaviours of young mm. people. Social media, the need to be part of something. Um, to feel, to be mentally healthy and as soon as there's an imbalance somewhere that's where things can start to go wrong so you look at some young people who are displaying challenging behaviour in schools to the extent that they're um, in quotes unschoolable Um, you know the the teachers need to get results, they need to uh, um, make sure that the curriculum is accessible for everybody but some of those young people have got huge barriers to their learning and they end up being excluded they, they you know they might end up being involved with gangs and all sorts so all of those things combined um to, uh, 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 each of our plays sort of touches on on all of those yeah. if you yeah. like and these short films that we're going to be working on um the aim is to use them as part of thorough council's training staff training program mm. So internally, for all of the the sort of council staff to access. No, for the teachers. Oh, for the teachers. Sorry. It's it's Thurrock Council Wellbeing Services yeah. who've, who I've been meeting with, mm. and the the short films are what they will use in schools to to as part of their staff training. That's fantastic to hear, isn't it? Like, it's nice to see that there's that forward thinking and mm. and prioritising this wellbeing mm. and mental health Definitely. needs as well. And it's something that's really exciting for us to 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 look at it through a different. You know, we mm. do this stuff on stage, so to do this in. In some short films, it's going to be really exciting. But the um, the play that we're looking at next, um, it's still really early days. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's about identity. Oh. Um, you know, I've got this without focusing on any one element of that. I've got got this thing that I, I suppose we all do. We label ourselves. Um, I used to, my, the label I gave myself when I was younger was I can't do maths mm. and we have that label and that ends up with some situations defining us 
and we're the only ones who can remove that label you know sometimes we look to other people and say can you and I need you to love me because you will help me feel good about myself or I need you to give me this job because you will help me actually we're the only ones who can rewrite those labels yeah and who can decide what defines us and and it comes down to our purpose how we define ourselves what our you know how we see ourselves so the reason it's not written yet is because I haven't gone and done the research with the schools. I'm looking to schools at the moment to go in and work with their young people about it. But I want to make it slightly different this time because I'd like not only to use some of the, the words of the kids, but to take those and have in every performance to have some of the kids in the schools being part of it, actually using with those lines. So a very... Um, raw idea that I have at the moment is that I will get from some of the schools I work with some lines or poems or threads or phrases and those threads and phrases I will put into something in the script and then different schools will have an opportunity to choose young people who might then be in it at the beginning of the play and say those lines. How that will work at the moment, I have no idea. How my cast are going to respond, this is an exclusive, Alice didn't know that till now. But, wow. but that's our, our new way, my new way of uh, involving the schools and having that nature of interactivity. Well, Brilliant. Sold. We, we like it. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. And, and it gives uh, students who might be thinking about doing drama in the future a tiny chance to just come on stage and see what it looks like from the other side as well. But it's also then the audiences will hear their peers saying those Same lines. Exactly. And the lines will be written by exactly. other young people. Um, so it, it's, yeah. Oh, that'd be really powerful. Genius. <laughs> Genius. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> um, and again, it's providing um, providing a platform for the children, like you said before, in their using their voice, mm-hmm. um, giving them a potential access into acting that you might pick up those that feel too shy about doing it or again like we said before that because of the topics conversations because it's coming from an act it's coming from you so it's not coming from the teachers and maybe some of those children that, that haven't surrendered themselves to the world of drama uh, could do it in this way so you another cohort of Actors coming through for you. It's like a conveyor belt. (laughs) A Sharon Williams conveyor belt of actors. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's well. Thank you for sharing that exclusive, and uh, we will um, we will keep our eyes peeled for when that lands. Um, Alice, do you have a particular favourite performance out of the, the three being run at the minute? Oh my goodness. I know I'm That's putting you on the spot Good questions. Today. This is really tricky. They are, it's it's so strange because they're, they're all very, very different, very, very different topics, but at the same time, still very much linked, mm. just dropping the internet safety mm. play in there. Um, but the characters themselves are all very, very different. Um, I think I've probably, uh, I've connected with Manda from Invisible, um, the mental health play, because uh, throughout the rehearsal process, I'm um, you know learning the script mm. and saying things, and we're improving things. And then I think there was one rehearsal where I suddenly realised I was saying things that I think I'd actually felt myself at one point. 
and it just sort of hit me and I had to go home and, and really think about that. And so I think Manda is probably who I've I've connected with the most mm-hmm. with regards to the production. And I think it's so, so important because it's it's connecting with students and parents and teachers and adults and, and anyone that's seen it has come away with something. With uh, The same with all of them, but I think, as you say, that this is quite a global and, and very, very topical right now, so I think mm. it's been very important. But, yeah, this, it really hit me in some rehearsals. And I went home going, oh, that's... With all of us, I think. It yeah, yeah. And, it know, really does. We, yeah. we've, all, we've been taking care of each other as well because you, yeah. it does resonate. And, you know, you're when you're rehearsing for anything, you can be quite vulnerable because you're open up mm-hmm. to the other character, the, the character you're playing mm. and the thoughts and feelings of that character. And if you're going to do it justice, you need to, you know, 40% of you needs to feel those same emotions. Yes. Mm. And as soon as you have something that that character says is something you understand, then that there's um, there's another element to it. It brings another mm. element to it. So. Yeah, it takes it to a whole new level and mm. it's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, because, uh, you know, that from a therapeutic perspective, from a psychological perspective, we know that the nature of the work means that we are constantly surrounded by heavy, um, sharp sometimes emotions. And so, so from the world of psychology, there is an importance of... Um, Supervision, clinical supervision, yes. so that you can yeah. uh, almost a cathartic process through that speaking, unburden yourself from mm. what you're carrying as well. And I think because of the subjects that you are um, that you're performing, I suppose that intimacy and that closeness within the uh, w- between the actors must be really important. So mm. that you've got that sharing, and then obviously you've got families and loved ones to go back to as well. But it it's so you I need think to it, feel emotionally safe. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And seeing the reaction from the audience as well, seeing the children, like I was so, I was. It's really stuck with me, you know, those year six children that are sort of ten and eleven, sort of getting upset and breaking down, um, and then sharing how they're feeling. I think that's they, the key. They, they, they weren't afraid to share yeah. it. Yeah, they they were talking to us whilst welling up and saying, "This is how I feel," or "I know someone who feels like this." Thank you for helping me yeah. be able to help them. And it was it was so powerful. But there've been a couple of times where we have had to hold back our own tears yes. when mm. we've seen how the audience are, are responding, and that's. That's yeah. difficult because, yeah. you know, you empathise with them and you think, stop it, you're supposed to be in control. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's truly inspirational. So um, we are going to go into our final break of the show. Uh, we're not going to play a song in this one because there's still so much ground to cover because um, we want to make sure we get all of your social media handles. We want to plug and act as much as we can uh, so that people can find out how they can get in touch, schools, organisations. Mm-hmm. Um, but join us after this break. Step into Siena's, a perfectly designed haven serving a fusion of locally sourced seasonal British dishes. Relax and enjoy our attentive service at our showcase steak nights, boat fresh fish and chip evenings, two for one cocktail and gin events and exquisite Sunday roasts with all the trimmings. Call us on Brentwood 807 or visit our website to book. Breakfast, brunch, lunch or dinner, enjoy Siena's, London-style dining in the heart of Shenfield. Are you looking to improve your smile this year? 
At Pure Orthodontics, we are the UK's number one Invisalign provider for 2017. We also offer other styles of discreet braces. To find out more or to book your free, no-obligation consultation at our specialist orthodontic practice, visit us at pureorthodontics.co.uk or give us a call on 01245 46 3000. Pure Orthodontics, experts in natural, beautiful smiles. A personalised wax seal puts that extra touch on any event, party or wedding invitation. Our impressions come pre-made and self-adhesive to make quick work when sealing lots of letters. Available in a kaleidoscope of colours to suit any occasion or taste. From ivory to electric blue. Mark your next event with a seal of approval. Visit ukwaxseals.co.uk and design your wax seal today. Welcome back to the final part of the show, The Happiness Algorithm, with me, James Roast, here on Phoenix FM. I'm joined in the studio by the wonderful Alice Ryan and the tremendous Sharon Williams from the Enact Theatre Group. Um, I think it's fair to say it's, it's been a really, really amazing show. Um, obviously, looking at what Enact have been doing uh, from a distance, from perspective of social media, I was so pleased that you decided to come on the show because... Um, I think it is really valuable work that you're doing and, and to and see the story behind it as well and, and the fact that it's reaching so many um, is, is, is excellent. Thank you very much. So um, obviously we want it to reach further and uh, we have this platform where we can reach out to many more, <laughs> the five or so listeners. Uh, but... Let's share some social media handles, the website, let people know how they can get in touch, how they can book you, how can they, they can sort of see some of these performances. Yeah, all the information will be on the website. Um, the important thing about our name, because we say an act, yes. um, and actually it is N hyphen act. It sounds like E-N-A-C-T, which is its, the aim, but it is written N hyphen act. So the website is www.n-acttheatre.co.uk and the same on the Facebook page as well, facebook.com forward slash n-act-theatre. Twitter, if you're on Twitter, at n-act-theatre. N for necessary national acting theatre, that sort of thing. (laughs) But it isn't for anything. Um, yeah. uh, and personal handles on social media, people can contact you, can they? Or do you want it all running through? Uh... If you want to see uh, the fun that we end up having during rehearsals, uh, I do a lot of tweeting and Instagramming myself. So I'm at Alice E. Ryan, Alice in Wonderland, Ryan, like whichever uh, Ryan actor you like, Gosling, Reynolds, Reynolds yeah. Meg Ryan, yeah. you, you name it, it's there. That's how you spell it, at Alice E. Ryan. And then on Instagram, at underscore Alice Ryan underscore as well. Mine are all enact. All Nothing enact. personal there. <laughs> and who are we reaching out to? Who do we want in touch? Schools, organisations, businesses? Yes, yeah, all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, the schools, if you're interested in booking us or you're interested in me coming in to do some drama workshops or doing some research with your young people or you just want to talk about what we do. Um, our staff training based around these productions is also for uh, for businesses as well, you know. Mm. Um, it's It's so important that we 
use the medium of theatre to support this training and this, these discussions that we have. All of that information is on the website, but just get in touch and we can talk about what we're doing. And it does. It definitely works in a corporate environment. There were people that came to uh, one of the showcases that we did um, who uh, came up to me afterwards and said uh, that I'm going to be using some of these lines from the mental health play in my training session next week. And they work in big retail companies. So it is, it's it's usable across the board and we want to support people. And as I said, if we could tour up and down every single day doing this for free for companies, we absolutely would because it's so important. But yes, please do get in touch and uh, let us know how we can work with you. Yeah, excellent. And that's it, isn't it? It's not just about putting a performance in, but anyone that wants to look at maybe funding that. Get you a tour bus. We'll get you up and down. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Because we do rely on funding. We rely on funding and we rely on schools that can afford to pay us to to Mm. buy us in. Um, The more funding we can get the better better it is for the schools really and I suppose I would I I would ask the listeners to sort of just take as we touched on earlier just take those five minutes to to think about how important this work is because we could sit there and say oh yeah it's lovely it's fantastic that they're putting on a performance and talking about x y and z but I think the 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 depth at which you're um you're reaching is is really crucial for some of these children and and you know seeing the children come through the hospital myself and and working with some of those i can see how valuable it is um through through the medium in which you're delivering it so um i really do want people to sort of just sit sit back and take five minutes to think about it visit the website as i said before you've got the little clips on there uh, sort of, of each play as well we've got the clips we've also got some quotes from the students and the teachers and the parents mm. who've seen the shows because i think um you know you you Obviously, you want to trust what you're seeing, but you want you mm. want other people to tell you why what they've got out of it. So, yeah. um, and and we've got a list of schools people can contact any of those schools and get their you know find out from them what they got from it as well. So. Yeah, great stuff. So, uh, we always end the show with some top tips. Um, I did. Uh, write down the five four three two one that you mentioned <laughs> earlier because I would like that one to be shared again with the listeners because I thought that was excellent and I did throw that out to you while I was on a break and you both put on a little mini skit to try and p- <laughs> to pull back the, uh, we, we thought we'd just do it the yeah. way we do it in the, in the show yeah. yeah so, so it's called the five four, four three, three two, two one, one trick. trick you need to find five things you can see you need to find four things you can touch three things you can hear Two things that you can taste or smell. And one thing that you think is good about yourself. Yes. (laughs) And I do that myself. You know, sometimes when I'm driving and I think I'm getting uh, stressed about something or I'm overthinking something, and I just do that. And I'm driving along and I look for five things I can see and I list them. And it really, it distracts your head, distracts your brain, and that's why it works. It's such a, well, uh, uh, you said earlier, it's such a good grounding um, yeah. intervention isn't it brings you back to the yeah. moment and we, we've all got to remember the you know the cliche saying that if we're anxious we're living in the future if we're depressed we're living in the past we've got no jurisdiction or control over either all mm. we've got control over is the present mm. and running through that five four three two one method I think will just brings that individual back mm. to the moment and you can see it covers the generations from yeah. the children yep. that you Absolutely. saw in the school and the headmaster taking them out all the way through to 
us as adults. So um, yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's been a real pleasure to have you both on the show. Please do keep um, in touch. Um, I will be monitoring sort of what's going on. Uh, I'd love to come and watch a performance as well. Um, Definitely, yes. Yeah, it would be really, really great to watch and see it all live. Um, So that's us. We are, uh, we've reached, sadly, reached the end of the show here on the Happiness Algorithm. Uh, We are back next week. Uh, Check social media for uh, the upcoming guests. I've got a couple of... Uh, another couple of guests next week i won't give anything away but very very exciting we'll have some more live music in the studio if you want to reach out to me over the next week or so with any of your questions concerns uh, if you want to talk or add anything about today's show it's at roast underscore james Uh, you can hashtag the happiness algorithm you can see me on instagram which is james underscore roast underscore or you can come straight through to the studio here radio at phoenixfm.com thank you all have a very happy week and uh, we'll see you next week It's alright